Millennial moms are overwhelmed by toys. If your kids' toys are driving you insane, you really wish you could get a handle on it, but you just simply don't know where to start, then hi, this video is for you. I'm a millennial mom myself and I was in that place too. I was so overwhelmed by my kids' toys. I didn't know how to start decluttering without getting them upset or feeling like I'm gonna ruin their childhood. And I do feel like there is a kind and respectful way to do this to our children, but also having that balance so that you're not constantly overstimulated and just annoyed by toys all the time. I read this article that said millennial parents are overwhelmed by the number of toys that their children have. And one of the reasons why this has happened is because while all of the other things have gotten pricier in our lives, right, the cost of living crisis, seems like toys is the one thing that has gotten a lot cheaper in the last 30 years. So a toy that would cost $20 back in 1993 now costs only a bit over $4, which means we can afford to buy more and it simply means it's going to be easier to fill our homes with toys. And on the other side of this, a lot of other studies have said that children actually respond way better to having less toys and there are a few reasons for this but one of them is decision fatigue we get that too right you are just overwhelmed if you have a mountain of toys it's just way too stimulating there's way too many choices and you find the child hopping from one toy to the next in very little time but they don't actually get really focused on the one toy or the one activity because their brains are just like constantly stimulated and so what happens is they will have less independent play and less being really focused on an activity. So having less toys it actually helps with their independent play, with creativity and it helps with their development as well. So this is something we have tried to incorporate too, just find less toys but better quality toys and especially open-ended toys I have found that work the best but for example we love our love every toys I am a brand partner with them and it's the one thing that we actually get for our baby I don't buy any other toys myself they're great open-ended toys wooden like really quality ones and they're perfect for their developmental age so she just turned 12 months so she's got the kit the babbler which is from 12 months all the way up until 15 months the first year of their life it comes every two months but now it's every three months you can obviously choose when you want to get the box but it's just a, an amazing box of toys and i do feel like she really works on developing those like problem solving skills learning how to put the ball into the box and when the ball disappears trying to look for it it's just really amazing to see their development and it truly shows that they don't need a lot of toys they just need less but more intentional toys that are actually appropriate for their age as well and that's why i love love every because it just takes the guesswork out for me because i don't have to be constantly researching oh what age is she at what milestones is she having like mentally developmentally and what can i get to help with that because Love Every just does that all for you. Yeah, I've even got messages from you guys who have tried this in the past and you've said you were really amazed by the quality of the kits. So yeah, I will link them in the description box. Thank you to them for sending these amazing toys to us. But yeah, that's just one example of an open-ended toy that really helps with their development but also doesn't get them overstimulated and clutters up your entire house. So now I want to share with you five things or five methods that have really helped us pare down our toys and also help with bringing more toys in because it can be so easy like you do a declutter but then christmas comes and birthday comes and you go to the shops 
like every week and you get new toys in and soon enough your house is cluttered again right so we're gonna try to do a few things to change that here are my five tips for you number one is taking wish list pictures this is actually something i learned from a friend of mine I used to go with my son when he was a toddler, we would go to supermarkets together and he would see the little car toys or whatever it might be and I honestly it was probably my fault as well right because I would give in like I would buy him a little toy every time because again they were so cheap right and you want to treat them you want to make them feel good or sometimes you want to avoid a meltdown but obviously it's not the right message to be sending to them is it but yeah I was guilty myself I would buy him lots of little cards and lots of little toys and then I was obviously overwhelmed by my home because it was so overstuffed so what we do now obviously he's a bit older so he understands a bit more but this has worked for a long time for us. We go to the shop, right? He sees a toy on the shelf and he really, really wants it. What we say is, okay, let's take a picture of this and put it on your wish list. And he has, like, I have an album on my phone that's called Victor's Wish List. And he has a bunch of pictures of all these toys that he's seen and he wants. What this does is it makes him feel like he's got a bit of that toy like he's not gonna lose it because we leave the shop and he's never gonna see it again he's got it there in the pictures and then when his birthday comes around or Christmas or a, like a special occasion and we want to buy him something we will look through the wish list and he can pick what he wants and the funny thing is it's often about the impulse thing right the impulse purchase that we as grown-ups experience as well because when his birthday came around we looked through the wish list and he picked one thing that he wanted from the like tens or hundreds i don't know how many things he had on his wish list he picked one thing a little monster truck that's it he didn't want anything else but had i had bought all of those little things that were on his wish list those would have cluttered up my home and most likely he wouldn't have played with them like a week after we purchased them or even a day after so having a wish list thing like they might protest at first right because when you make a change like that it can backfire a little bit but if you stick with it it actually massively helps down the line and the funny thing is I have incorporated this for myself as well like maybe I'm like a little kid but it works for me too like I go to the shop and I see this jumper or these shoes that I really love and I'm like oh, should I get them should I not get them I take a picture put it on my wish list well I can see you know in a few weeks time or a few days time or whatever I give myself a cooling off period and most often than not when I go home and I look at the picture again I'm like yeah, I don't really want that. It's just sometimes you're in the shop, maybe you're a bit like in an emotional state and you feel like giving in to that impulse buy, but having that wish list and that cooling off period really, really helps with this. My second tip for you is the container method. We use this for a lot of different things in our house. So he has some toy baskets downstairs, some in his room, and we have said, okay, this is the bin where we keep all the soft toys. If it's over stuff like you can't put anything else in there if you want to buy more soft toys or you want to get more soft toys we will kind of have to look through it and maybe get rid of some because there's not enough space to put more in there right and so this i think teaches them to appreciate what they have a lot more and also to really think about which ones are important to them and which ones aren't and this is a way to kind of include them in decluttering as well we have a basket for magnet tiles for wooden blocks and so we're not going to buy more because we're not going to have more space for it and so giving a container for each of these items i think is really helpful like we have a bin full of cars we're not going to get more cars unless 
you want to make more space, maybe sell some of those or donate some of those, and then maybe we can buy another car. And he also has this little basket in his room where he keeps all of those little treasures, like you know when they bring something from a birthday party or they find a special rock on the floor, right? And it's the most amazing rock ever and they don't want to get rid of it. That's fine, he has his little treasure basket, but if it gets over like full, then if he needs to add more, he will kind of have to go through it and see if there's anything that doesn't really mean that much to him anymore. And he has actually gotten really good at this as well. Again, it's all about practicing. It's not about forcing them or making it perfect. It's just about practicing together this new skill for them as well. Tip number three is the one in, one out method. And this works for pretty much anything for us, for toys. If you want more things and we already have kind of a lot of things in that category or I just feel like it's too overwhelming and I can say okay if you want to buy this new toy we can look through your basket of things and you can decide which one you're ready to let go of so we can bring that new one in and this way you're not gonna get overwhelmed with stuff. If we think about it like this how many items do we bring into our house each week and how many things do we take out of our house each week and if the number is not kind of equal Things are just gonna pile on, right? Whether that's toys or clothes. So that's why I think the one in one out method works so, so well because it keeps you in check and it keeps you decluttering while also obviously bringing in new stuff because it can be inevitable, especially with kids. Number four is a decide later bin. This has also worked really well for my son because sometimes I will say, okay, things are getting a bit out of hand, right? Let's declutter some toys. So we go through them and for a lot of them, sometimes I think it depends on the emotional state that they're in, right? It depends on if they're tired, if they're a bit, you know, they've had a bit of a stressful day at school or whatever. It also depends on that when you do the decluttering with them. But for my son, he does have moments when he's fine to get rid of stuff. And then he has other moments where he's like, no, I want to keep pretty much everything. And that's okay. What we do is we have a decide later bin, right? So I will say, put the things that you really love to play with, you you want to keep, absolutely keep them in your keep basket, right? In the basket of toys we keep downstairs. But anything that you don't really want to play right now, how about we put it in this decide later bin? So we put it in there, or um, if it's something I'm doing like for my baby, for example, I will do that myself, right? If they're younger, if they're toddlers or three years old, I feel like decluttering is not really something you can do with them because they don't really get it yet. So definitely keep your child's age in mind. When he was younger, I would just do the decide later bin myself. I would just put toys in there that I knew he wasn't playing with. And then if say in one month or two months time or whatever, whatever time frame you're comfortable with, if he hasn't asked for any of those toys, then I would feel okay to declutter them, to donate them or whatever I want to do with them. But then if he asks for one, I can easily go back and grab it for him, right? And most of the time he wouldn't even notice that they're gone and he would never ask for them, like he wouldn't even remember them. But if you were to show it to him and ask, oh, do you want to keep this? Then of course they're gonna say yes, right? Because they're sometimes a bit too young to be able to do that. And tip number five is to have a toy rotation system. Now I will say, be careful with this because it can get out of hand if we use this rotation system as just a way of keeping all the clutter. So I do think it's important to declutter as well, to get rid of some stuff. But once you've got it to a more manageable place, if I find that I'm still a bit overwhelmed, but obviously they don't want to get rid of all of their toys, right? I will put some of them in a storage basket and I will keep it in the shed or in my loft or whatever 
but not a lot, right? I'm not here to overstuff my storage areas. I will put some of those in a toy rotation bin and then maybe later on we can swap them or I can bring them back in and it's like having new toys. I do think it's really important to be kind and considerate to them as well. I don't want to like just throw away all of his toys and especially like things that mean a lot to him, right? Even though to me it might be like, oh, this is just a rock, he's not gonna care about it. He might actually really care about that. So I do think it's important to kind of have a balance here. But yeah, decluttering toys can help with our stress levels as well. And what this means is if we are less overstimulated, we're less stressed, we're less annoyed by all the things we see on the floor, then we probably have a bit more energy and a bit more time to actually spend that quality time with them and to do activities with them and to play together. And I think that is going to help their development and their connection to us a lot more than having a pile of toys. I hope this was helpful and I hope you stick around for more decluttering tips and I'll see you in my next video. Bye guys!